0: Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. And welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing a movie that is so beautiful that I cannot get through the opening like music without starting to cry.
1: I was watching this thinking, I'm going to be fine. It's been three years since we watched it. I was reminded... Very quickly of why it's been three years. And to no one's surprise, I'll probably be digging deeper in this episode than this movie is about. Um, but here we are about to discuss Moana. <laughs> There's a reason
0: we haven't watched we how kids watch these movies on repeat. <sighs> it's really something. I am exhausted. I'm so tired. I basically cried myself to sleep last night. I watched it over two days because I kind of anticipated this reaction in myself and I cannot wait to go to bed.
1: I paused it. I paused it and walked away. I think it was after the first breakdown. I was like, I I gotta take a moment. Um, So if anybody has watched Moana, do you not, as an adult, I guess that's really what it is. Like Disney knew what they were doing for kids like oh kids yay it's entertaining i don't know if they realized the impact that it was going to have on adults who have so many lived experiences and you have moana right off the bat kind of just wanting to break generational curses without
0: realizing that's what she's trying to do so moana is my favorite disney movie i i Like, I'm hesitant to say, like, of all time, because I really like the classics, like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and The Lion King are, like, my, like, trinity. But Moana is absolutely up there. Moana gets me more emotional than any of the other ones, like, hands down. And I think that has to do with, like, the message, which we'll talk about, the music, which is just better than anything out there, I think, and the animation, the the animation is just top tier, and even now, like, we're watching it in 2021, and it came out, like, years ago. It's still gorgeous. Regarding the music, I was thinking, because, you know, Alan
1: Menken is top tier, you know, royalty in regards to being who he is in Disney and, and the music world. Would you consider Lin-Manuel um, our generation's Alan Menken?
0: No, I really can't stand Lynn in this movie. I think he takes it I, he takes me straight out of it. I think oh. he, his I think his self-insert is like hubris. I think it's really distracting and I think that um you know there's a reason that he's become cringe and become a meme and everybody hates him. And I think <sighs> that it's his um his oversaturation and his voice pulls me out of this faster than the fact that in germany and in europe it is viana and not moana and why is that laura (laughs) oh there's there's a couple reasons i googled it uh the the main reason that it's viana is because it's uh moana is trademarked in europe so you have to have um something else but in italy it's it's (laughs) viana because moana is a very famous porn star
1: (laughs) Very famous. Can you imagine singing I like all these little kids
0: running around singing I am Moana in Ooh. Italian? <laughs> Ooh. So so just to be very clear, in Germany, it's um Ich bin Viana. And it's um you know it takes you out of it. It takes you out of it, but it pulls you right back in. So there's that. Ooh. Uh, I mean this cast, I mean, to me,
1: there were heavy hitters. I mean, I think everybody's an A-list actor. They're like, oh, I know their name. There's somebody. Um, but you have Dwayne Johnson, Nicole Scherzinger. I didn't realize she was, when, until I looked at the IMDb. Um, Lin-Manuel, obviously, we, you know, we have our opinions. Um, and Christopher Jackson, who is also the original George Washington in Hamilton. And Alan Tudyk. Tudyk? Is that how you say his name? You know, I don't know. I've never actually said it out loud. But, um... I never know if they... Because we talked about it... Well, he's a heavy hitter in the con scene, too. So I just wasn't sure if they make his announcements or something.
0: I don't know. He's a heavy hitter in everything, though. Yeah. I mean, like, he's in in everything. If you Google and, like, look at his IMDb, you will be shocked at the amount of things that that man has done. It is fantastic. And he's hey-hey in this, which, like... (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't have a speaking role it's like when Vin Diesel did
1: Groot and he just goes into the sound booth and does I am Groot for a million times I just imagine that's how Alan goes into I mean he's hey hey and he just goes in records a bunch of sounds and he goes job well done (laughs) but he does that for a lot of roles I feel like he does a lot of like sound effects roles
0: I have to say that I love doing The Rock Johnson. I very briefly went to high school with his nephews, and he and um, his family members would come to our high school like football games and stuff. That's and so he's fun. the nicest, like most respectful, happy to be there, wonderful, perfect man. So I and, and like our town where I grew up in Florida, like we can't help but love and support him. So I feel like I'm biased when I say that. Um I, I like what what he does with Maui even though the man can't sing. But
1: I, I a lot of us can't sing, but you know, the energy is there you know and that's what I like because I almost don't even think that he's singing. He's just speaking with musical background. <laughs> I like the videos where he's, you know, his daughter's obsessed with watching Moana and he's tried to convince them that he's Maui. He's done his entire lines, that whole song, and they still look at him like, Dad, you're you're crazy. You are not Maui. <laughs> I mean, talk about a way to humble the man.
0: <laughs> for real. For real. Oh my gosh. But like I love I love him. I I like I like Maui. Of course we'll get into um kind I have a, of I have, a, I have a criticism with Maui yes. that we'll get into later. Yes, we we did the research on this, so we'll, we will touch at we'll touch that at the end of the episode, as we do with a lot of the uh, criticisms that we have for uh, our Thanks. past episodes. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so Jess, there's a story about this movie and how you watched this movie. Please tell us. Okay, so.
1: Many moons ago, Um, it was probably briefly touched on in our Akamath episode that I was not in a good place. Like, you know how some girls chop off their hair when they go through a bad breakup? I booked a flight to Europe and I said, Laura, I bought my ticket. And she goes, All right, I'm letting I'm letting work know that I will not be teaching. (laughs) And I fly to Europe and I visit Laura and we do all the things and you know we we go we go on all these mini adventures. And she goes, you know what I think? I think you should watch Moana. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I really hadn't seen Disney movies a lot. In some time, Disney Plus wasn't around, so I wasn't even watching reruns. She goes, you really should watch this. And if you, you all have been following, you know that Laura doesn't expose me to something without... I don't want to say a hidden agenda, but she knows what <laughs> I'll like before I like it. And she knows that I will grasp the message. And she doesn't have to tell me, but I still don't know this, apparently. especially then. Um just watch it. So I watch it, and then, and and we'll go into. We'll break down certain scenes later in this episode. But basically, we'll
0: break down. You can just we'll it like break that. down, or
1: we'll break down the episodes. Um, and between the message messages of self discovery, remembering who you are, that you are your own strength. Um, it was just. Laura and I are crying. We- and it's not just at the end of the movie. You're crying at the beginning. You're crying in the middle. You have different... You're becoming very reflective. And so now we're on her couch sob- in balls sobbing, like in blankets. And her husband, Sam, comes home from his work or from a run. And he was just so confused of not knowing... What he just walked into, and wasn't sure if he needed to leave. He was like, um, "We could laugh about it." Now. He's like, "Are y'all okay?" No, uh, no. And, no. and he's asking us because we have this car cartoon on the TV. And keep in mind, like, normally the cartoons we're watching it's Archer or Rick and Morty, so he's probably like so
0: confused. Uh, that that was yeah, that was quite that was quite a day. um yeah, just being on the couch with like our our blankets and just like crying over this beautiful movie that and it is beautiful from like start to finish, and um poor yeah poor Sam he was like okay I think I am gonna leave <laughs> it's like we're having a moment go away uh, so let's talk about the beauty so Jess what what really strikes you about this like what moves you. Got how beautiful, I really did forget how beautiful it was. And
1: sometimes, you know, I am a city girl. I'm always in the city. And then I was watching it and I go, you stop. You really stop to remember the beauty that is nature. Um, I think that's really telling. And you want to think, oh my gosh, these, this is so beautiful. And you forget that places like that really exist, you know? And it it's, it seems cliche, but it really is breathtaking You know, and to take a minute to think that's all animated, that's also just as wild, too, because it's so exact. You could find, I'm sure people, there's pictures online that people were matching up the imagery of scenes, like real life photos, and then here's stills from Moana. And apparently it took them a long time to make it because the water
0: that was going to be my next thing so uh in like a lot of modern disney and like disney pixar but like disney kind of movies uh there is something like inanimate that they focus on so in the incredibles it was like the shirt texture uh entangled it was her hair and in this one it was the ocean because water is like notoriously difficult to animate and you can see if you look at it like um the hair is on point. Like they've mastered hair, like Maui's hair and Moana's hair, like beautiful. But the water is like a a character, very much like very much a character and plays a big part. And, and it's so beautiful. So I said, like, I can't get through the opening, like two seconds without crying. I start crying again when Moana is a little baby and she is going to the water and that the water pulls back and there's that beautiful shell and then she, like, you know, is like walking and the water comes up on all sides and she can see like the sea turtles and stuff. And then the heart of taffeti is coming for I I'm losing it there because it is so gorgeous. You know, it's confirmed that the sea turtles she
1: sees are crushing squirt. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's so great. It's, oh, it's just so great. If I could like HD print out a couple like scenes from this movie and hang them up on my wall I absolutely would just there's that stunning oh my god it's just it's just so good I do have to say one of my favorite scenes though is how grandma scares the shit out of the kids in the beginning <laughs> but how mo- like all the boys are like oh my god mm-hmm. and mom is like I want more yeah yeah it's, oh it's fantastic I mean and the grandma is just a wonderful character uh, so I think it's important to to kind of talk about the differences of this movie compared to I'm going to say all of the other Disney movies because this movie has living, breathing parents that stay alive the whole time. Parents, yes, but they still. I mean, it's so
1: hard because there still is there still is death in the family, like grandma dies Mm -hmm. not long into the movie and it's just
0: i watched and i go damn disney Mm -hmm. did it again like why we always have to be killing people i know like uh, but like it sounds crass but the parents are still alive and that is so different i i cannot think of another one with like a young heroine or or that has like live parents i guess like no but two like two live parents yeah i can't think of a single one well like i'm just like moana her mom and dad are alive right there isn't no because i like
1: even with frozen when it came out three years before the parents
0: they're dead
1: yeah and then even recently with raya think they killed off her like her her dad isn't dead he's just frozen in stone Same maybe thing.
0: mulan does mulan have a mom and dad yes yes okay so mulan so not since the 90s for two living parents for two living parents Man, that's fucking wild um but grandma grandma is fantastic we love grandma in this movie love she grandma it, it's one of those movies where it's like tangled mom and dad yeah yeah they were waiting for her to come home oh see i thought mom died no i'm not a f- i'm not a fan of tangled
1: we were in august eh. i think it was just probably something to have visually on in the background
0: oh uh, yeah no that's because we like zachary, zachary lee yeah that, that's because we like him but i i don't like the story of tangled i i think um it's full of plot holes and pretty dumb but the animation is really nice um wow okay yeah the the parent trope has to end. It's it's really shitty and it makes people feel shitty about themselves. And it really um, is a horrible, like, it's just a horrible trope. I, ju- I just I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, Grandma dying is also very shitty, but uh, she moves the plot along and, and the whole message with her is just... So incredibly beautiful. And I felt young watching this movie because I was still very angry at the parents. I wasn't relating to the parents, Moana's parents, at all, right? Her dad just being like this, like, stick-in-the-mud giant asshole. And I was just like, ah, finally, <laughs> I
1: don't relate to you. <laughs> you. Because we've had the conversation of, you kind of see that shift in conversation when you start relating to the quote-unquote adults in the film, but watching it he's you know and maybe I I don't know just watching it I didn't relate to the parent like I understood where he was coming from but Moana's like no bigger picture it was like Moana was clearly screaming not and like not being not having a temper tantrum but she's like somebody listen to me I have a voice I know what I'm talking about please and they were and they were being adults and like, you're just the kid, you don't know anything and dismissing the, the value of the conversation that she was bringing to the table. And that was frustrating because I feel like maybe that's why we do relate to Moana still as adults is because that still seems to be the conversations with other people that we have in our lives that we still do not feel like we are being heard despite facts that we could be bringing to the table we're like here's all our supporting documents that align with what we're saying and we're still not being heard
0: and also her father is pushing his own trauma onto her and generational trauma yeah, and curses and yeah she's ugh. yeah yeah and uh yeah so i think and we have some just did some really fantastic research and there's articles about like the symbolism and stuff Uh, that we read, and the reef was, uh, is a very beautiful symbol of, you know, there's a barrier there that's like you keep yourself safe and surrounded by what you know, and then, you know, going beyond that and, like, beyond the reef and, like, testing yourself. Uh, I think it's important to state that Moana, I mean, they say that she's not a princess. She's the daughter of the chief. She's a chief. She's a chief. She's the next great chief. And there is no question there that she's going to be the ruler which i think is really interesting because like her dad is the chief right like you know but it's it's passing to her and she grows up knowing that this is what she's going to do and she has like training she's in training for a lot of it right like um she goes around and says okay the the coconuts are like diseased we're going to have a new grove here we're going to do this we're going to do that the thatch is wrong we're going to do that and um she's really good at it. And the, the people on the island say, like, she's doing a great job. She's going to be a great chief. And Moana doesn't say that she doesn't want to be chief. That's the other thing. Like, she doesn't, like, push her responsibilities away at all. Her wanting to go beyond the reef is all for her people. Right. She's, I mean,
1: and that ties in like, you have the trope of she is the chosen one in a way because she is the chosen like future chief and then but we do not see what we see in other books of the power that she carries being taken from her even by the end of this film like they she is embraced with her leadership with her wayfinder skills she is value added to the community and she is a leader and she is respected that and it's never it's never really about her which her father tries to say like you just want to do this you just need to get these thoughts out of your head and that's not what it's about maybe when she was younger and she was curious but she's she's seeing the bigger picture and nobody is listening to her except her grandmother
0: and what i find very interesting is um moana remembers as a baby that um you know, the heart of tefiti came to her, but she kind of pushes it down and she thinks it was a dream. And her grandma says like, no, I was there. I saw the ocean choose you, which is just so, so great. And it is funny that the grandma like labels herself as the village crazy lady, um, but she's the only one that really wants Moana to like go on and follow her dreams and like fulfill her destiny because she sees the bigger picture as we see But it's also important, like, Moana has no magical ability. She has no, like, marketable skill, really. She learns everything. It's not, like, inherent, like, in her, except the fact that she's willing to learn. And I think that's really important and such a nice message for kids. Like, you don't have to be born special. You can learn everything you need to succeed. And that's what she does because she fails a few times
1: she fails and she persists despite the failing mm-hmm. and i think i think you said it so beautifully is that it's yes it's a great message to kids we all know disney has a family it's a it's family driven it's kid driven and then it's nostalgia driven for like the parents you know wanting to keep that that youth alive and those memories alive with their kids but as the as we're exploring so many topics and in our podcast of being able to see these messages as a, an adult and bringing up our own issues with some of these, you realize like, this is, this is deeper because we probably haven't addressed it um, that we all need that reminder again, like we, how it, and especially it's even more discouraging as an adult because we are jaded. We have those life experiences. So when you have a movie like this, that kind of reminds you that, your your skill set, your experiences, and what you bring to the table those are your strengths as well.
0: Uh, and um, Jess, would you survive the journey across the great ocean? <laughs> I was watching that. I
1: go. I would have drowned. I would have drowned. I would have been dehydrated. I would have been that delirious person drinking the you know, what's the water? Water everywhere, and not a drop to drink. Like that's what sailors say. Like I would not i like to think i am an ambitious person i do persevere I, I would not have made it over that reef especially since i already have a fear of the ocean if i can't see my feet so
0: yeah i would i would die i would die instantly i'm terrified of open ocean it is just a huge fear of mine i'd pro- probably also get scurvy relatively fast and just just die painful death. i don't go
1: on cruises yeah You've no. never, have you been on a cruise
0: oh. i have been on a cruise uh, but i was it was the Disney cruise, and I was too young to um, – right, right. no, I was too – and I remember it very clearly, but I was too young to have a healthy fear in me. Uh, when you're the, young, you yeah, don't have You don't that, have yeah. fear. Yeah. So well, I saw yeah. a recent
1: video on TikTok about a rogue wave, and that's one of my bi- biggest fears. It's just one giant wave in the middle of the ocean, and then it's done. And yeah. it terrifies me because it's not like a hurricane or it's not like something that you could prepare for. It literally just comes up minutes before. It's like a tornado. It's like a one shot tornado wave. Yeah, no, and it's you're done. It's nope. It's awful. <laughs> it's <laughs> Do awful. your research on rogue waves because, <laughs> and it's not like this crazy conspiracy. I watched a whole episode on History Channel. Not out. Yeah, it was like a whole special on rogue waves. Go you know, see. Just another thing to solidify my fear.
0: Ugh, that's ugh, God.
1: Um, there's a theory out there that Hey Hey is immortal. Where did that come from? I didn't. I didn't go into any conspiracy theories.
0: Yeah. So the the conspiracy theory is that Heihei is a god and he's immortal because the ocean does everything in its power to protect him and keep him from drowning. And Heihei looked the same when Moana was a child as he did when she was a like I don't know teenager, I guess. Uh, and he doesn't eat, right? He just like pecks at rocks. Oh, like he's just going through the motions of living but not necessarily living as a chicken. yeah, because because he, he's immortal. he's a god. and I, I find that very funny and watching <laughs> and like thinking that now and like watching it as I did this past weekend, I was like, uh, holds up.
1: <laughs> well, even when he's pecking at the board and and Maui puts the food on, he's not eating the food. He's still just
0: pecking. yeah. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, I know we mentioned earlier about the hair and how the hair is so really well done. Something that I really love in this is that both Maui and Moana recognize that their long hair is going to get in the way and they like tie it up and they put it in a bun. It's just like that is some relatable shit. You know, we're not like Ariel who has her hair everywhere, you know, like gorgeous or Pocahontas, you know, running around with all her hair out. They're like, nah, I got to get to business up in a bun it goes. Yes. Oh, I
1: li- yeah, when she... W- oh, every time, like, it meant work.
0: hmm Yeah. It oh, meant- that's such a good point. Well, I did like that, but I didn't realize why I liked it. Another thing that really stood out to me is, it's just funny where um, Maui says that um, he's a hero to men, and he stops himself, and women, and he stops himself, and he goes, all, all, I'm a hero to all. And it was just a very nice kind of you know, way to acknowledge everybody. And be inclusive in mm-hmm. his in his dialogue. Yeah, and in his his song, which is so funny because I've said, like, the rock, you know, singing is debatable, but that song is an earworm. It gets in my head and I cannot get it out. And, you know, that's a credit to everybody involved. But uh, fantastic. Also really funny is I like how Moana gets trapped in the cave and she has to do the, the crab walk up to to get out of it which is very emperor's new groove i saw her doing that I go, That that is flexible and there there is some she has a
1: very proportionate body to be completely remember those arm stretches in um in gym class growing up and then that's all i can imagine the arm stretch test and then having to crawl up
0: <laughs> gosh um one of my favorite parts and i know it's controversial and i've read the articles but the Kakamora, the coconut water, it's Waterworld. It's basically just Waterworld with like Mad Max. It's just fantastic. Um, That whole scene, I love them. I think they're adorable. Um, I, I know like people are very angry about it. I know there's a Facebook hate group about this movie. I know this. But um, just watching it for like pure entertainment, not going into it. I, I just think it's so funny. Just coconuts.
1: Those are the little the little coconuts, the angry
0: mm-hmm. coconut warriors, right? Yes. 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 And she's like, oh, they look so cute. And then they put the face mask. And yeah. Like, it's like murderous coconut. It's just, it's great. It's great. Um, there's a lot of controversy about that. So please do your research on it. But um, very nice. Just visually, visually the colors, the boat, how they do everything with the arrows and Oh, it's good. And it is important because in that moment, Maui's like, you can't sail? Like, you got this far and you don't know how to sail? And it's just so great because he's going to leave. He's done, right? He doesn't want anything to do with the heart of to Fiti. And he's like, you know, they're going to kill us. I'm afraid of it. It's a curse, right? The heart is a curse. And Moana's like, we can't do this. And to keep it safe, our our quote unquote, Immortal hey hey swallows it um to keep it safe and she has to go and like get him and she does and she does it on her own and the belly flops like right in front it's it, it's good it's good it's all very good the way because even though this
1: whole time yes we know it's the heart of Tefiti, but now I feel like there's even more symbolism in what you had just said where he's scared of heart he's scared of this love yeah in a way like if it's if we're I don't know if I'm reaching here.
0: Well, and we haven't even really talked about it. So, what did Maui do? He stole Tefidi's heart from her and um, was going to give it to other people, right? Because it is, um, you know, all of life and creation. So, he stole life and creation from a woman to give it to other people, which is, you know, pretty shitty. It's shitty when you think about it, and it's shitty just on its surface. And Tefidi turns into Te Ka because she doesn't have her heart. And who is Te Ka? An angry, fire demon
1: and that was one of the criticisms that i definitely had was that a man took her heart and then the portrayal of here's a woman who's angry and upset because of a man and yeah 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 and i don't know if that conversation has been brought up with even some of the articles that i had shared that messaging i have not seen or discussion i i have yet to see um and the other part of me I'm saying, okay, but like let's Teffiti is a representation of Mother Nature. And if we use that descriptor, mother in Mother Nature's kind of fucking angry at us right now. Like look at what we as humans are doing. And last year when everybody was under lockdown, everyone's like, Mother Nature's healing. Well, here we are. No the fuck she isn't anymore. Because gotta fuck it up again.
0: Yeah. So what is mother nature's revenge? You know, we, we take her heart and we, you know, use it for our own gains and she starts to kill the world, right? Like that is what happens. Um, the heart is gone and the world starts to slowly die. And that is the whole reason why Moana, uh, you know, goes on her journey. Uh, it's, it's very, it's very good. And, um, we, we can talk about it at the end with her song but oh it's it's very very good um i i have a note here and i love very much the realm of monsters and the animation with the realm of monsters how it goes black light and it's just it's beautiful absolutely stunning and of course you know the shiny song is very good too but
1: but is it be- Everything's bioluminescent. And even though the, the giant hermit crab isn't scary, when you think of all those undersea pictures of the, and the bioluminescent monsters in the ocean for realsies, they are terrifying. I mean, th- there's a lot of things that are terrifying of the ocean. And let's just talk about the fact that we've only like discovered 1% of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: One of the best jokes in this movie, I think is when uh, Moana is taken by uh, the crab and he's got his two eyes. Right. And he's just like, just pick one, just pick one to look at. I can't, I can't focus when you're looking at both of them. Very good. Um, Let's talk about the hook as a um, phallic representation about how Maui isn't complete unless he has his hook. And then um, he says like, I'm nothing without my hook. And then, at the end, he has to accept that his hook, you know, uh, is is broken, but he, like, overcomes that. So that that's this, like, very small, like, man-ego kind of arc that's in there that isn't talked about at all.
1: At all, because I didn't even—I just thought of it as this—oh, P- man. Like, now I'm, things are clicking. I just thought it was this item that held the power— for him the magical power for him to transform i well i mean think about it now i know that's why I, I thought of it very surface and you bringing that go oh it's all there i just didn't put the pieces there
0: yeah it's like an elaborate penis joke right there in front of us the whole
1: time man disney this is like when they put the penis in the in the castle on yeah. ariel's original cover on
0: hmm. Or sex in the dandelion fluff in, uh, the Lion King. Lion King. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that. Uh, yeah. This one's like, you know, when, once you kind of right think there. about it like that, it's right there and nobody talks about it. But espe- especially at the very end when his hook is broken and it's just a little nubbin. It's- <laughs> and what's he, it's not a spur. No, it's not a spur. <laughs> it's just a wee little nubbin. And what's he going to do? He's going to like sacrifice himself then, right? He starts to do, um the the very beautiful dance. Right. That, and uh he he's ready to like give up and like doubt. Da- well not give up, but like fight to die right there because his uh it's gone, right? So Huh. And then it takes Tafiti giving it back to him. So a woman giving it back to him for him to um I'm gonna say be happy again, even though he goes through his journey and he says, you know, I'm Maui You know, my hook doesn't define me, but he isn't like, and he's settled, but he's so happy to have it back.
1: Yeah, he was like looking at Moana for permission to Mm -hmm. be like, can can I, can I please? I'm very happy that I could have this back. Please, 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 please. Um, I do appreciate that he didn't try to concoct some bullshit about why he did it. He, at the end of the movie, he just took ownership and he goes... I, I have nothing to say I have nothing to defend myself. there is no excuse. I am sorry
0: yeah and he he says that too um earlier on after the realm of monsters to moana uh you know it's it's used as a sight gag because he's being very sincere and his half of his body is a shark and, mm-hmm. and it's funny but He's being sincere in that moment too. And he even says that. He goes, yeah. I'm try- I,
1: he goes like, Why are you trying to hold in your laughter? I'm being, like, he, he tries
0: to communicate that he's being genuine. And then afterwards, he has, and this is going to be, he has performance issues. He cannot transform <sighs> into his animals, he has to um, practice. How did I not realize this both times? Because we're breaking down, crying over the beauty of it. We're not looking at you know the represent you know the symbolism of a big penis. But now that you see it, you can't unsee it. You can't unsee
1: it with this new perspective.
0: Yeah, everybody goes to watch Moana after this. You are like,
1: wait, what? And and cries And, and cries and cries.
0: So Moana, make way! Make, I'm gonna every time. <laughs> so Moana's really interesting because her like charge, right? She's chosen by the ocean. Her her mission is to get Maui, deliver him a- across the great ocean, so that he can give the heart back to Te Fiti, right? And this whole time, I'm thinking like Moana, get a better place to like keep the heart of Te Fiti. It keeps flying out of your necklace. Like you gotta get a better locket, but. But um that that's all like her charge is to get to get Maui to do it, right? She's just like the transportation to like get there. But they get there and he can't do it. Like Takah just like wipes the floor with him, cracks his hook, and he says, like, no more, I'm I'm not doing this. And he yells at her and tells her that she's not special and that the ocean. Um, you know, is, is chose wrong. Yeah. The ocean is chose wrong and you're not special. And this can't be done. My hook, my penis is uh, broken and I am out. And he leaves her there. So upsetting. He's so, I'm so
1: upset for her. He was a piece of shit because he had his own insecurities. Like he was so awful to her. Also for Taka I'd be pissed too. You're going to break me. Take this heart from me. And think I'm going to be okay that you're just coming back. Like no big deal. Even if I don't know that you were coming back to give me my heart. Like I, I'm going to get worked up. I'm going to get worked up. Because you learn through the messaging of this scene. is He's like, oh, I'm, I'm giving you. Like he's trying to return this heart. And it's this preconceived message of i'm going to give as a man i give you permission to be okay again
0: and not only that so okay i think he the world doesn't know that takah is tafiti right right so like so but he so maui is trying to give back the heart with violence right He's 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 like trying to fight her right. and Moana does the exact opposite of that.
1: And, and I, it's so beautiful because Moana has her song and the lyrics are they have stolen the heart from inside you. But this doesn't define you. And you know who you are and it's you know who you truly are. And Moana's saying this message to Taka, who we know is Tafiti now. Um, it, and it's like your friend, you can be hurt. You can be, I'm going to start crying. Oh my God. No, I'm not. Okay, I'm good. Um, but it's like this moment when you have a friend who is not in a good place in their life. They're probably their worst selves and you're just kind of reminding them, look, you're allowed to be upset. You're given, you're allowed to be hurt, but you know, this isn't who you are as a person. And it's just that reminder that I like, lo- it, I just love the beautiful messaging of it. You know who you are. It's going to be fine. Remember who you are also, you know, you know, the strength that you have in yourself
0: and let's let's kind of um unpack that a little bit so teka is stuck on the barrier island she's a fire lava monster she can't go back to the main island like where tefiti is supposed to be because of the ocean separating them like she physically right. can't go there so it takes moana going there recognizing what's going on so it takes a woman right noticing making the connections that nobody else has made before and then because the ocean chose her moana says beautifully like let her come to me and the ocean pulls back and then Takah, like does this scream and then like oh i might start crying and then the (laughs) The ocean goes up and the music comes up and it's so beautiful. And like Moana is like calmly and slowly like walking towards her and approaching her. And Taka is like doing like the grudge kind of crawl at her, right? <laughs> and then, um, you know, she, she sings the song as you said. And, um, you know, they touch foreheads and it, it takes the understanding like of another woman to, I'm not going to say fix it, but like, Recognize the problem, and there's no violence there. And like you,
1: where Moana says, "Let her come to me." It's that permission of, uh, like, when you again, like, I think of our relationship. Sometimes we're very much like we're in ourselves. We have our own process to how we deal with things. But it's a, I am ready for you when you're ready,
0: and I love. <laughs> I just think that's really special. It is really special. It, it's it is. It's really beautiful and something that isn't celebrated enough. And I feel like isn't celebrated enough in this movie. That you don't need a man. There is no. No, romance. there's no prince. No, Mm-mm. no, nothing at all. There. It's a very um, platonic relationship with Maui and Moana, very much so. And uh, yeah, there is no prince. There is no uh, like chief that she's going to marry. There. There is nothing like that. This is all. Uh, Moana's like uh, determination and perseverance, and what I love about this so much is that Moana doubts herself um, when Maui leaves her. I see you. I see you. <laughs> uh, when uh, when Maui leaves her, she's on the boat and um, she's she's she wants to leave. Like her boat is all wrecked and Maui's not there, and she doesn't think that she can do it. And her grandma comes to her. her grandma comes to her and says like like basically are you okay i'm sorry that you're under all this pressure if you want to leave i will guide you home like you don't have to do this and moana you know is is very moved and very touched and she like puts her oar in the water and she stops and her grandma's like why are you hesitating and she's like i don't I don't know. And then she has her song, which is the point where I'm ugly crying. I mean, I was sobbing, (laughs) sobbing last night. Like Sam had to stop what he was doing and like sit with me because I was just like heaving. I was ugly crying. Um, And the song is just about how like she she felt like the ocean was calling her, but it, it wasn't the ocean. It was like inside of her. Like, it was herself, like, like her self motivation to, like, oh, we've lost, we've lost Jess. (laughs) It's so good.
1: (laughs) Fucking. (laughs) Keep talking, I'm just gonna cry. It's so good. It's so good.
0: It's just so good. Okay, so. It's
1: just like, she's. (laughs) She's like, remembering who you are as a person and, like,. And then, you know, and then after our Throne of Glass*, she's like, she, and it's not just like, she's like, I am who this person, she is belting, realizing who she is. And the whole lyrics, I'm Moana, I am this, I am, I'm here for my people. I am everything that she, that, who she considers, what she considers, she's like redefining herself and not the way
0: others define her. So what is it exactly? Um. I have delivered us to where we are. I have journeyed farther. I am everything I need and more. Like, she's all she needs. She can do it. It's all inside of her. She, and then she sees, like, the, the boats going by with her ancestors, and there's, like, the head nod to that. But it's all in her head. She's alone in the middle of the ocean, and she's having this, like, moment. And it's just so beautiful. And she dives into the ocean, and she reaches down, and she gets the hearted of and, you know, she comes up and she's determined to do it and and do it on her own. And it's just so perfect. And like, what a message for kids, obviously, but like for adults too. just, I mean, obviously there's a reason why like we're both very dehydrated and very tired <laughs> and just cannot wait for this day to be over so we can go to bed because we were ugly crying about this. But it's just such a wonderful message that isn't there in other like media for like young kids i feel like this is just so
1: special and i like that this the these messages especially because we're seeing it different from an adult lens um the message for the kids it's going to be so second nature it's going to be like a it's not even like a a passing thought it's just integrated into their heads and their mainstream life that it's the way we're digging into it they're going to be thinking they're not even going to be digging into any of these issues because it it had already the message has already been there the whole time they didn't know that there was any other message despite this
0: yeah yeah it's just you know the the younger generations are going to save the world and i believe that to my core just
1: absolutely amazing I, I, every day there's something new and i and i'm excited and i'm thinking of our legend born episode where you you just say you know as frustrating as things can be we are hopeful because you see that
0: you know and it's so it's just so beautiful so we're at the end of the movie um moana has her moment with tafiti and tafiti has her heart back? Uh, she, heard the lava, you know, cracks off of her, and she becomes Tifiti, and she's gorgeous. Just the animation—I just cannot praise the animation enough. Like Tifiti, you know, rises up, and she's this beautiful goddess, and you know, her body is like trees, and just oh my god, it's lovely. And she sinks her hand into the island, and just shoots out life, and everything starts to be healed and fixed, and then. The fuck you look that she gives Maui is just <laughs> is just like thank you my queen thank you we need more of kind of sass like that just mm.
1: I wish I mean even with all the conversations that we're having I'm I, and I understand you know you have themes and symbolism and you know references to culture I. Wish that they would talk about that. There would be more of a discussion about the feminism that's represented in this movie.
0: Absolutely, but I feel like that's our job. Yeah, that's why we're having it. That's why we're doing it. That's uh, why we're doing it. So Tafiti gives Maui back his hook, and we've we've discussed that. And she gives Moana her boat back. And there's a really lovely moment there too, where Moana's like, you know. Maui, come back with me. My people need uh, like a master wayfinder. And Maui's like, they've got one. Like, it's you. You have learned how to do this. You're going to go back and you're going to change the life of their people and the island and and everything, all of it. So good. Um, We haven't talked about Maui's tattoos. And Maui's tattoos are a really great piece of animation. And his little, like, guy in his chest and stuff and how, like... The guy he, is kind of like his conscious conscience in a way, yeah? Exactly. And, you know, Maui has a pretty tragic backstory. But, you know, that is what it is. But um, Moana, at the end of this movie, doesn't... Like we said, there's no romance there. So the they leave each other being like, see you out there. We'll, we'll see you out there, like... And there's no romance with anybody, not mm-hmm. just with Maui, but with anybody. Romance
1: isn't a an plot, apply- and you know, and that's what I I like. That that's the direction that Disney's going in. Yes,
0: yeah, so, you don't you don't need seen. it. You don't need it. You don't need it because you can have an incredibly moving and powerful movie without romance. It's just not necessary. Uh, so Moana journeys back to the island, and her parents are still alive, and they're proud of her, and she's so happy. And then one of my most favorite scenes is the shot of the shell on top of the mountain so all the other chiefs and it said and he says like her dad says in the very beginning of the movie like my father and then his father and his father it's kind of um subtly put that everybody was a man right Mm -hmm. and then um and he says like moana you know when you're ready as chief like you will put your mark on the mountain and you know build the mountain higher and Moana puts the shell and it's gorgeous it's just gorgeous and the music starts picking up and then they're pulling the boats out from where the boats are hidden and ugh, it's just so good it's so good
1: and it, it actually makes me miss you know when you would walk the the shoreline or whatever in
0: Florida and you would just randomly find conch shells Oh, yeah. You put them. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so it's just so good. It's so powerful. And then, you know, Moana has it's very subtle. But Moana has her like flower crown on. And, you know, her her dad has his like chief headdress on and like so does her mother. But she's teaching her dad how to be a wayfinder and like corrects him right? Like, Mm -hmm. he's doing the thing, and she corrects him, and then she does the the hand with the stars, and and now everybody is out, and they're exploring again, and it's just wonderful. And then, like, Mally kind of goes by, and then the music picks up, and that's how it ends. It ends with the the exploration has begun again, and it's just fantastic. And absolutely beautiful. Oh, my gosh. That's, um, that's a movie
1: that if they ever did, like, a weekend specialty re-release i think i would want to see it in a theater
0: oh definitely i think a theater would or like an I. oh my gosh oh my the, god an imax with the like, the, the ocean on. oh the yeah yeah beautiful okay so now let's get to the criticisms <sighs> go for it go for it okay Ugh. maui is represented as a very square stout heavy man and uh, traditionally, he is like um, thin, like lithe from the things that I've been reading. So this one of the criticisms is that this stereotype of the men um, perpetuates the idea that um, these men are heavy and and a lot of people don't want their sons to watch this movie because they don't want this negative body image to um sink into them at a young age, which is a very fair criticism. And I think male body image is something that isn't talked about enough and the toxicity of of that and impacting men. Um, You know, we need to take care of our boys just like we need to take care of our girls. We need to take care of everybody. So Mm -hmm. I think it's very valid criticism and it's something that never crossed my mind. Of course, we listen to the criticisms from, the pe- like from the people, like, I have no say in this. I am a very boring white woman. So when people of the culture are criticizing, yes, it's valid.
1: Right. And we have to we're acknowledging our privilege in this conversation to understand where where cultures can be upset and how they are being represented, you know, and and I think that that's really important. That it needs to, I mean, obviously, do your research, the conversation is there, and the conversation is valid.
0: It is It is very valid. Another one is, as I said, the Kakamora. The Kakamora, um, Disney describes them, I'm reading straight from the article, as a diminutive race donning armor made of coconuts. They live on trash and flotsam, covered vessel that floats around the ocean um this is but. this is not great because the Kakamura have actual cultural roots they are legendary short statured people of the S- uh solomon islands and um that's not great also coconut is a racial slur against pacific pacific islanders right
1: that was where it, you know rewatching moana with that with the racial slur of coconut i go ooh you know and I always say, like, oh, I watch, I cry every time I watch Moana. This is only my second time, but I, I've cried at the soundtrack too. Um, but seeing it visually, understanding, you know, making ourselves more, more self aware and aware of the world we live in, rewatching things, you're kind of like, ooh, is that, is that really necessary? You know, and it's not. There's other ways it can be represented.
0: Yeah. And also the, like coconuts in general as like the main thing on the island is uh i'm looking at it now another depiction that is tiresome and cliche is the happy natives with coconuts trope coconuts coconuts as the essential component of pacific island culture became a comedy staple in Gilgin's island so it's very part of the shtick um and there's a whole song about it in in the beginning you know we um the coconuts fall. We we make garnets from the fibers. Yeah, that that whole thing.
1: We take the meat. We like mm-hmm. it's a whole what they do with the the coconut,
0: right? And another criticism is that like Happy Islanders, right? Like everybody's really happy in isolation on their island, and they have these coconuts, and they have this whole um, kind of society based on that, and there's like no problems. Of course, it's a Disney movie, um, but these are all very valid criticisms. There's also good things. Um, they say like the art is a good, like a good representation of Polynesian art. Uh, the um, structures, like the the houses and things, are accurate. So that that's nice to know as well. Um, I am reading an article from the Smithsonian because uh, the Washington Post is in a paywall, and I cannot access that. Um, but yeah, there, you know, there, there's criticism, there's criticisms here. But I will give Disney some credit
1: though. If there are other cultures that they are working with for titles that they're working on, like Frozen 2 or Raya, they seem to be more involved with like formal organizations of those cultures who have, who kind of, who are like, I don't know the word for it. Um, but basically, like groups, you know, like an AAPI group or something, or whatever culture they might be um, referencing. And they seem to be collaborating more t- for that authenticity and awareness because they don't want to have that misrepresentation.
0: There's also uh, a lot of people saying that the tattoos that are shown are a very good representation of what's going on and they show like how the tattoos have meaning and how they are given. So that was very good. And I'm looking at this Smithsonian article again. It says in short, Moana is not an indigenous story as a New Zealand educator points out. Having Brown advisors doesn't make it a Brown story. It's very much a white person's story. Oh, Yeah. So there's, you know, a lot of um, New Zealand scholars have just said like they, they tried And they got a lot of it right, but then they troped a lot of it um, because that's what is familiar.
1: But familiar doesn't make it okay. Right. And that's what Hollywood needs to learn.
0: Yeah. Who gets to authenticate so diverse a set of cultures and so vast a region as Polynesia and even more diverse and larger Pacific Island regions that is also represented in this film? And what does it mean that Disney... Uh, now administrates how the rest of the world will get to see and understand Pacific realness, including substantive cultural material that approaches the spiritual and the sacred. Because the, you know, the, the, like grandma as the, the, the stingray that comes out, like, you know, those, those are sacred things. And, and for a lot of people, this will be their first exposure to that. Mm-hmm. And, um, it not being entirely accurate could be potentially damaging. So these are, you know, these are the voices of the Indigenous people that are saying this, and we acknowledge, respect, and appreciate their criticisms, and hopefully everyone will try to do better. That's all we can do from it, you know?
1: Take that mm-hmm. and use it constructively and move forward and acknowledge that people need to do better.
0: That being said, however, in in the end of this article, it does um, very much say it's beautiful and, you know, there are like valid criticisms, but, you know, the music is wonderful and, you know, some of the depictions are fantastic and it, the, the detail of the boats. And because this is all based on the long pause, because that actually happened in history, uh, you know, everybody was out there wayfinding and then they stopped for reasons that are speculated and kind of unknown. And then they started up again. So that's when this is set, you know, very much in the real world. And, um, you know, that depiction is, is very wonderful. And hopefully it will inspire people to be curious about it and to appreciate that all of this was done in, in those boats. Like that's wild to me, Mm-hmm.
1: especially when you have the voyagers going in their fleet. But then you think of you think of how the Pacific is. It is, you, you know, how aggressive the ocean in general is um
0: to do all that in those boats. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So as like all things, if you're interested in this, um we'll post the links to to these articles in the show notes, but please do your own research. We can only present as we see um but to us I mean, I love this movie. I love this movie so much. It like as I said it is my my favorite like top-tier Disney movie. Yeah.
1: I I mean, I have my, I, I, I bought this enamel pin that I told you, I like, go, oh, I don't really do the enamel pins, but I saw it at one of the cons and I was like, I have to have it. Don't know where it's going. And now I just keep it on my desk. Um, top three Disney princess. Pr- I use princess in air quotes because she's not a princess. She's a chief.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I just love this messaging. This, me- you know, it's just so, it's what we all need the message who she is no romance you you're, you are your own person everything about this movie i am, i have a headache i am my eyes are heavy i am exhausted from the the emotional drain it'll be another there's a reason we haven't watched this as often as we do
0: yeah you know the the message that you can do anything you set your mind to if you are open to new experiences and try and and failing and learning new skills and you are your own hero is something that is missing from my childhood. I didn't have that. Me too. But now, as an adult, I have that, and I will take that message and do the best that I can with it, with the time that I have. Uh, and you know, children watching this have the rest of their lives, and it is so exciting to see what the, what they'll do with it and. You know, maybe if you're listening to this, you never thought that deep about it. And that's completely understandable. Like, we're the weirdos here. Um, (laughs) But, you know, you can only like maybe give it give it a watch, give it a rewatch and and just kind of see the message and and share the message. And, you know, it doesn't all have to be about romance. It can just be about um, knowing who you are and uh, climbing the mountain. Final thought, then. I think that's yeah that I know I, think, done. I
1: think we have good final thoughts so yeah. feel free to follow us on Instagram at Akafe podcast and we're also on TikTok um, Akafe Laura and Acafe Jessica <laughs> thanks for listening you guys we are like sorry we are emotionally trained if we sound tired it's because we are
0: we're gonna drink water and then go to bed so thank you all <laughs> for listening we appreciate you
1: thanks bye